Welcome back. I hope you've been doing well in your leadership journeys. Today is going to be pretty personal for me, and I'll give you an explanation for our unexpected two-week hiatus. But before we do that, let me introduce myself just in case you're new here. Are you feeling stuck in your leadership or life? Like each day is a repeat of the one before it? Is your health and well-being suffering as a result? Or maybe you're feeling like you finally have the opportunity to make the impact that you've been longing for, but want to make sure you're honing your leadership skills and focusing on your well-being so that this high will last. Either way, I'm here for you. I'm Terry Schmidt, your host and leadership mentor. I'm a corporate leader and coach turned nonprofit founder with over 20 years experience developing others toward their full potential. At Moms That Lead, we know that leadership is not about position and that moms have a unique ability to lead and inspire others in all of their circles. We're here to help you thrive so that you can make the impact you long for in your workplace, community, and family. So if you're ready to ditch mom guilt and activate your strengths, let's jump in. Okay, so I'm going to get right into it. Just about three weeks ago, we lost our niece to a battle with mental illness. She was a vibrant woman whose smile would light up the room. She was a star soccer player at Northwestern University. She was caring and passionate and was recently helping out with the planning of our nonprofit's virtual Amazing Kindness race. We're all heartbroken. And I know that we're not alone. We're in the middle of a mental health crisis. Rising levels of anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues, especially in the younger generation. Now, I know that mental health is very complex, and there are biological factors, and mental illness is as much of a disease as a physical illness. But I have to believe, as leaders, there is something that we can do about it. I have to believe that. So it got me thinking. What kind of world are we building with our everyday actions as leaders? Again, I know there are so many factors out of our control, but what is the impact we are having with those factors that are under our control? Are we building a world that our kids want to grow up in? The way I see it, we kind of have two options. On one side, we have the world that it seems like we are tracking toward, one that's filled with hate, where our kids are only safe if they're within their own tribe? Are we teaching our kids through our words and actions that the most important thing to guard against is the corruption and evil of the other side that is always wrong and out to destroy everything good that once was or is? That they shouldn't even try to talk to the other side because they might get misled? Now, I'm not denying that there's evil, but I am denying that evil only influences the other side. Do we want them to live in a world where we can't even have a conversation because you use one word or phrase and suddenly you're labeled and ears are closed? A world where we don't value and respect people just because they were created by God, but only if they agree with us? A world, for example, where it's fine to plaster a phrase like let's go Brandon all over flags, t-shirts, and yard signs when its meaning is something that we would never say, much less have our kids say, to a person standing in front of us. This may sound extreme, but the fact is, as humans, drama, outrage, and indignation can feel good. They make us feel powerful. That's why all the social media algorithms favor that. 
Believe me, I post a great deal about positive topics like kindness and well-being and have to fight to get one-fiftieth of the engagement that one hateful comment will generate. If we continue to build this world, or allow it to be built by our inaction, I guarantee we will continue to see increasing anxiety and mental health challenges. But on the flip side, do we want a world instead where people are honest and humble? Where we honor and respect the inherent value of each human being? Where we honor the journey that we're all on? The journey where all sides fall short and make mistakes. Mistakes that we learn from. I'm guessing that we all want that second type of world for the next generation. So what can we do? I have some ideas that we, as leaders, can take personal responsibility for. Actions that I'm working on taking myself. This is the type of hard work that seems like it should be easy, but requires lots of practice, self-correction, and grace. At least for me. The first idea. Look at what we're filling our minds with. I'm personally using two checks as I take in content. I ask myself, is this making me afraid of people I disagree with? And second, is there a lack of nuance in what I'm reading? Does it say something like, the other side always does this? The second idea is a renewed focus on self-control. I feel like self-control is harder to come by, especially with social media and the ease of posting a quick comment that we would never say to someone's face. I feel like our tolerance for dehumanizing language and jokes that we may think are harmless needs to be checked. What I'm trying to do is think about if that person were right in front of me. Would I use that language or say that joke? The third idea, and by the way, these aren't in priority order in any way, but the third idea is faith. Can we just remember that God's got this? That he's already won? What does God need from us? Certainly not protection from wrong ideas. Yes, it's important to stand up for what we believe in, but in a humble, authentic, and respectful way. And yes, it's important to stand up against real dangers, those that threaten human dignity. But let's stop generating fear of bad ideas winning against God. Finally, as I said to the participants in the Amazing Kindness Race last weekend, the fourth idea is let's fill our lives with activities that are good for us and our well-being, not just for our sake, but so that we can be the leaders that we need to be. Find ways to move your body and do good for others. And as I said on Saturday, it will not only help you to feel amazing, but it will help you to be amazing. I know that these small actions aren't going to change everything, and I know it won't take away the pain of so many who have lost loved ones, but I have to believe that if we are diligent, we as leaders can bring the world closer to the second one I described. As Susan Cain said on Brene Brown's Unlocking Us podcast recently, we are creatures who are born to transform pain into beauty. Let's focus on doing that together. As always, until next time, lead with love.